the markets. We just can't get enough of them. Markets are the drivers of your wealth and investment strategy. Welcome to Magic Markets with your co-hosts, The Finance Ghost and Mohamed Nalla. Together, we have more than 25 years of combined experience in the markets. Recent shows in Magic Markets Premium have included Conglomerate 3M, Luxury Stalwart LVMH, and a company with great growth prospects that you've perhaps never heard of called Lovesack. For just 99 Rand a month or 990 Rand per year, you can get access to the full library of research in Magic Markets Premium. This episode of Magic Markets is brought to you by Future Forex, a financial services provider leveraging innovation and automation to provide cutting edge Forex services at exceptional rates to South African SMEs and high net worth individuals. As part of their Forex service, Future Forex offers FEC cover, foreign currency accounts, complimentary AIT applications, and more. If you would like to get in touch, visit their website at futureforex.co.za. Welcome to episode 126 of Magic Markets. I'm here with my new very cool USB-powered mic because, of course, the electricity is off. So, you know, I'm really lucky. One of the SMEs that gets to pretty much operate in load shedding if really all I have is a USB-powered mic. Sadly, so many small businesses in South Africa are nowhere near that lucky. Sadly, volatility is the only great consistency in entrepreneurship. I think, Mo, that's certainly been our experience. And our guest today has plenty of war stories around his journey as an entrepreneur, how they've had to pivot in their business. Really looking forward to this today. I think we're going to learn a lot. Yeah, Ghost, always a pleasure doing this with you. Uh, Obviously not without its uh, challenges, given the load shedding situation down in South Africa. Uh, And I don't know if our guest is currently in South Africa or if our guest is traveling, but I want to introduce our guest because he's not necessarily a new name to Magic Market, certainly not to our long-time listeners, but he's someone who we haven't had on the show for quite some time. And that is Harry Scherzer from Future Forex. So Harry, welcome back to Magic Markets. The last time we were speaking to you guys was way back when, when crypto arbitrage was still a fantastic, exciting opportunity. It was a non-correlated source of return in South Africa. And we know that it's been, you know, the passage of time just continues and a lot of things have moved. A lot of things have changed over that time period. We've had crypto, you know, rising very sharply, then falling very sharply, then kind of stabilizing. But in and amongst all of that, we've also had regulatory change in South Africa. We've had a lot of moving parts. And so that is why we think it's really so important to have you and the Future Forex team back here at Magic Markets to just run us through what's changed and what's been happening at Future Forex. Harry, welcome back to Magic Markets. Hi, Mo. Hi, Ghost. Uh, Great to chat to you both again and to your listeners. It's always great to be on this show. And Ghost actually messaged me, I think it was around 1 p.m. today, uh, to say, can you you join the show? I said, sure. So this is uh, completely off the cuff, no preparation here, but I'm I'm more than happy to chat to you guys about what's happened. It's been very interesting interesting my side so yeah really great to chat to you guys and your listeners yeah hey thanks for doing this relatively short notice and all the way from portugal as well we had a good chuckle at all of the pictures in the background you're in an airbnb that's not your family that is the family you are currently busy staying with in madeira and running the business at the moment from there and your partner in south africa and doing all kinds of interesting things so you know harry i think a good place to start is it has been a while since we've spoken to you and i think a lot has happened in the crypto arbitrage space. In fact, at some point, you actually had to stop the arbitrage for a little while, as I understand it. So I think a good place to start is just run us through, you know, what that journey has been and why that had to be the case. Yeah, Ghost. So what happened is we were using a third party called Circle. And the bank that Circle used was a bank called Silvergate Bank. And you'll remember when Silicon Valley Bank and other banks uh, all went belly up. Effectively, 
so did Silvergate Bank, which was uh, Circles Bank. Now, luckily, we had knowledge of this prior and we had stopped trading before anyone lost any funds. So we still haven't lost any funds from any clients ever. But operationally, Circle lost their bank and said, you know what, we're not keen to do third party payments anymore because banks sort of tightened up their regulation after that. And so we had to stop operating for a good couple of months. We we basically shut down the arbitrage. But luckily, we have found a new solution and we're back up and running as of I believe a few weeks ago. So it's been extremely busy outside since that has happened. But we've also been building up a second part of our business at the same time, which I'm happy to go into. It's the Forex side of the business. But yes, our arbitrage is back up and running. I know a lot of your listeners were very excited about our arbitrage. And in fact, we've got a lot of clients from this show. So they'll be as delighted as the rest of us that that is back up and running. Harry, no wonder you're in Portugal. If you had to shut the business down for two months, you may as well at least have electricity. No one can cope with that stress and no power. It's impossible. Yeah, no, it's been wonderful having electricity. It's been wonderful being in a first world country, but I am still very much a South African citizen and will be back. Uh, Love South Africa. Love uh, the people in South Africa. Obviously, we face our challenges. Challenges, but I'm definitely not running away from the country. Yeah, I want to jump in here. So before we even move into, I guess, the, the newer angles and how the business has to kind of pivot or has pivoted, I want to go back to the crypto arbitrage because I think a lot of our longtime listeners will be familiar with that. And again, maybe just a quick recap on that for listeners who aren't familiar, you know, where there's a pricing differential between the price of a particular cryptocurrency in South Africa versus a global exchange Uh, The guys at Future Forex were able to actually execute on that arbitrage by moving your funds from one jurisdiction to the other, effectively buying in one jurisdiction, selling in the other jurisdiction, and taking advantage of that in pretty much what was deemed a a risk-free way. That's really the, the, the definition of an arbitrage. Now, I remember, and Harry, you'll certainly remember this as well, in the previous shows, arbitrage situations generally don't persist for extended periods of time. They kind of narrow and over time they tend to disappear. That's just the nature of the beast. So as it stands today, what is the status of the arbitrage market with regards to crypto with the geography being South Africa versus the rest of the world? What does the status quo look like there? What's happened to the kind of returns that investors in that space are able to still realize, uh, if any, at this point in time? Yeah, so Mo, what happened was when we shut down and there was very little volume of crypto coming into the country, because of course our process is to send money out the country via the banking system and bring it back as cryptocurrency. When we shut down, there was far less supply of cryptocurrency. And as a result, the price of cryptocurrency relative to abroad went up and spreads went back to around two and a half, three percent, which we had only previously seen maybe a year and a half before that. But then we were accused of supplying the Russians with arms. And as a result, the RAND decided to basically collapse. And that has resulted in the spread coming down again. This always happens when the RAND weakens, the spread comes down because effectively the price of Bitcoin abroad increases because of dollars being worth more for each RAND. So we were at two and a half, three percent when we reopened. But since the collapse of the RAND, we've seen closer to spreads of one to two percent, very, very broadly, which is still highly profitable to clients, just not as profitable as it was before this. But obviously, we take advantage of any spike in the spread, as well as any strengthening of the RAND, which tends to result in a sustained period of strong spreads. So, yes, it's very much profitable still, Mo. Harry, I was certainly thinking of you guys when some new regulations seem to have come out around taking money offshore, 
seems like Saab is making that even more of an admin nightmare than potentially it has been in the past. I mean, this is another challenge that you guys face ultimately in your business. I was wondering just any thoughts around that. What impact have you seen from that? And, you know, I know you're busy with some other stuff in the in the business that kind of moves you not necessarily away from the arbitrage, but starts to build on the future Forex platform. Yeah, absolutely. So effectively, SARS changed the name and process of taking money out of the country. The first million rand you can take out, no questions asked. It's the remaining 10 million rand, which used to be called an FIA, which is a foreign investment allowance, and has since been changed to an AIT, which is an approval of international transfers. And the difference really is that there's a bit more detail required in an AIT. So we've asked all clients to provide us with that extra detail if they want to apply for an AIT. And from there, the process really stays the same. So if anything, this change in regulation has actually helped Future Forex and its clients in that they have to do a tiny bit of admin upfront. But at that point, they can send this through and there are less people applying for AITs because of it being slightly stricter. And as a result, approvals tend to be coming through a bit quicker. So in truth, this has been an advantage to us because we were proactive and basically said, right, if that's what you need, we'll get that from our clients and sort that out. And now it's as easy as it ever was. So I mean, Harry, that's very interesting because not only have dynamics in the market changed, not only have pricing dynamics in the arbitrage changed, but the administrative backdrop has changed as well. And I mean, that that's a, it, it represents challenges, it represents opportunities. And in that opportunity set, I mean, it's something you mentioned to us offline. So now I want to kind of bring it into this particular podcast. What has that meant for future Forex in terms of, you know, just the kind of focal area of where the business has gone, where you're seeing the next set of opportunities, specifically given the fact that you are a South African business that primarily services South African clients that are looking at moving their money, you know, either out of the country or into the country. Yeah, so Mo, we always knew that the arbitrage was a bit of a cash cow and would hopefully be around for a few years. It's actually exceeded all our expectations in how long it stayed around. But we've also known that it's not sustainable. It's something that was eventually going to die or regulations were going to come in that disallowed arbitrage for whatever reason. None of these have happened yet, which is fantastic for us and our clients. But in anticipation of this, we have ventured into the Forex space for both high net wealth individuals and for clients. And the reason we've gone into that space is not only are we experts in that by sending money out the country repeatedly, we've sent over 11 and a half billion rand out of the country since the beginning of 2022. So this is proper money that we've been moving. And we have full knowledge of how to send money out the country, what's required, the difficulties and Basically, we, we consider ourselves one of the leading experts in doing so. So it was a pretty natural synergy. But what's interesting is when we look back at the history of Future Forex, initially Future Forex was intended to be a Forex company, hence the name. And what we were intending was to use the crypto rails to bring money into the country and exercise the spread. If it costs a little bit more for crypto in South Africa, we could Instead of using bank transfers to bring money into the country, we thought we could use cryptocurrency to bring money into the country and sell it at a profit. And we've somewhat come full circle in that we're now at a point where we're doing this. We're doing Forex, but using the traditional banking system because when we tried to do the Forex using crypto, unfortunately, it wasn't allowed yet because regulation isn't sufficient to deal with cryptocurrencies quite yet. So we're still quite a way behind that. But regulation is coming in. So that is something we're probably going to move into. But before heading over to that, I should maybe discuss what we're doing currently, which is sort of the in-between step in that when we started doing the arbitrage, 
we realized very quickly that this is a broken industry, Forex. We were doing Forex and we thought, once you know what you're doing, it's not particularly difficult, it's not particularly costly, and actually, it's quite repetitive. And if you can use technology, you can do it very cheaply. So with our banking partners and with our technology and innovation, we've managed to do it at a fraction of the cost of most providers, including the mainstream banks who are quite bureaucratic and require approvals and charge you for everything you need to do. So effectively, we found that we're getting a lot of traction just using the regular SWIFT payment system, partnering with Capitec Bank as well as Investec Bank and being able to offer clients better rates better service than they're currently getting. If any of your viewers or listeners own a company or are senior at a company and are wondering if there are better ways to get Forex pricing, then I really do urge you to give us a call and chat to us. We can talk you through the pricing you're currently getting through your bank or through your provider and how we can hopefully improve that and improve on the service you've been getting. Yeah, I mean, Harry, this is a very competitive space. I mean, you've indicated that you have partnered with some of the local banks. Uh, I know, for example, there's this massive dispersion if you look at rates that are posted by, let's call it your big four banks in South Africa versus, I know, Capitec, you've mentioned Capitec. They've been very aggressive in this space. I know they've acquired Mercantile, for example, from a, a small business bank perspective, and they've tacked that on. Mercantile also had a very long or a very strong focus on FX as part of their business. So what I'm trying to ascertain here is we know about the dispersion. We know that, for example, when people are looking at FX rates, there can be a material difference in terms of the screen price that you're seeing on a on a currency on an FX uh, pay at any given point in time versus what your bank is trying to charge you. So maybe before we even go into that, you've indicated that you can do this at a better cost. You've indicated that you, you could potentially do this at a better rate. Can we maybe deconstruct for those that maybe aren't familiar with the process, what does that cost structure look like? Because you know, you're generally paying a fee for moving the money. You may be paying a spread in terms of the actual currency pay that you're looking at trading. Maybe break that down as a way of highlighting where you are more competitive. And if you could quantify that for us even better. Yeah, Mo, so that's exactly it. You've clearly got a very strong understanding of this in that there are two sets of fees charged by banks or by any Forex provider. It's a administration fee, which is relatively small and insignificant. It's around, you typically pay between, call it 500 and 1,000 rand, somewhere there. But the real killer and where people don't realize that they're paying exorbitant fees is on the spread. So the spread is effectively the difference between the spot rate or the rate that the bank is buying money at and what they charge you for that transaction. So as an example, very simple example, if the spot rate is 18 to 1 to rand to dollar, I know it's far worse than that, but let's let's be optimistic again. If it's 18 to 1 rand to dollar and instead of that, the bank is offering you 18.36 to 1, you effectively think this isn't too much of a concern, you know, 18, 18.36 but actually, it can be massive. If you're doing this for a million rand, the bank is taking 20,000 rand as a fee. So you're looking at this 500 rand or 1,000 rand administration fee and saying, oh, it's not too bad, 1,000 rand to move the money offshore. No, it's 21,000 rand, really. And this is where people tend to turn a blind eye. And very cleverly, the banks don't ever invoice you. They'll simply just give you that amount of dollars and you won't realize how much you've really lost. And it's a very untransparent industry. And that's something we're really looking to change. We want to encourage transparency. We want to say we will charge you X percent as the spread. Your bank is currently charging you Y. This is how much you will save in RAND value. And effectively, not only do you understand your fees more, but your fees are consistent. This is another thing is that banks 
are inconsistent with that fee. One time they'll charge 2.5%, the next time they might charge 1.5%. And it's really due to their supply and demand and some other factors going on in the back end. But with Future Forex, you know what you're paying every single time, and you know that it will be less than what you were previously paying every single time. Harry, I would think that you're tapping into your existing client base, because I think something I've always respected about you guys is just the way you've really focused on the risk management side. You've really cared genuinely from the start about whether or not your clients are actually going to be okay. Something that in the crypto world, I think is incredibly rare, you know, and the fact that you basically shut it down for a couple of months while figuring out a safe way to carry on doing it, I think speaks volumes to that. So are you finding your existing client base has quite a good take up on this? I would think that there was a need there among any entrepreneurs or people taking money out in their personal name. I would think you're helping not just, you know, people looking to invest personally, but the businesses they're involved in as any Forex transaction, right? If money needs to move around between South Africa and somewhere else, then this is something that you can do. Yeah, that's absolutely right, Ghost. We're finding that we are getting good take up from our clients. Not only do they say, oh, I can use this for my business, but also for their own individual transactions. When they want to send money offshore, they tend to be using it. So it really is for every business. You can see how the reach is far wider than the arbitrage ever was. The arbitrage was you have to have a minimum of 200,000 Rand in order to partake. Here, any business, any individual can do this if they have a transaction size of 100,000 Rand plus. So there's a far wider reach and this is a far more sustainable business, one which can really make a long-term difference and we're really excited by. Turns out that the name Future Forex was, after all, was quite prophetic, wasn't it? Because at one point, I think we talked about it and we thought, oh, you know, does this really make sense in the context of crypto arbitrage? And here we are today. Yeah, as I said, guys, we've kind of come full circle. We started trying to be a Forex company. It didn't work out because regulations didn't allow it on, in the crypto space. And now we're at a point where we are doing Forex. And when crypto regulations allow it, we'll certainly use crypto as a rail as well as the international SWIFT banking system. Yeah, Harry, I think you've kind of touched on where I'd like to take the discussion, you know, just in the interest of time. I think probably one of the last concepts I certainly want to land here is, yes, it was prophetic. Yes, future Forex kind of almost indicated that you had this vision for the business. I also want to just land on something specific is that this is not a Forex trading business per se. It's not for the people who say, hey, I'm here to kind of job in and out of dollar rand, for example. This is very much a, a Forex execution partner, the same way you would look at your bank or the, you know, the Amex kiosk at the, the local mall, whatever that may be. So, you know, in terms of that, what I wanted to just kind of touch on is that you now exist in both these worlds. You exist in the Forex world and you exist in the crypto world. Now, we, for example, in Magic Markets Premium a long time ago had covered companies like Visa where there are payment rails that kind of span the planet. These companies have had a very strong, almost a monopoly on this Visa, Amex, MasterCard. Now, crypto potentially upends that to a degree. We know that those large companies were looking at incorporating cryptocurrency, uh, let's call it concepts into their existing networks. What does that look like on the back end? Because right now, if you're moving money, you kind of plug into SWIFT, it's still the conventional banking mechanism. It can take a very long time. It can be very expensive. And those that have moved money abroad or even into South Africa will know that it can be a cumbersome process. Even if you have a strong partner, let's argue like Future Forex to try and make that as painless as possible. But where in your view is this industry going? What does that next leg of opportunity look like when you bring those two worlds together, the crypto world and the Forex world? Yeah, so Mo, I think to understand where this industry is going, we have to understand where it is. Right now we're using Swift technology, which is about 50 years old, and it's slow, it's expensive, 
But what I will say is it's exceptionally reliable. And this is why it continues to be used is because of the reliability. And that's why we use it. We're plugging into it and using our own technology to ensure we can make it slightly quicker and cheaper and do things a bit better. But it still is using outdated technology. And so crypto is the new age of Swift if we can match or exceed the level of reliability, if we can make it equally reliable. And we believe there are ways to do this. And that crypto has the ability to do this, but in the wrong hands, it can also be used to scam people or to do things which is not the intention. So I do need to justify that Future Forex is a company that doesn't necessarily believe in crypto for speculative purposes. We don't know where it should be priced, but we absolutely believe in the underlying technology and that a use case of crypto is the movement of money internationally, is remittance services internationally. And so we're simply waiting for South Africa to accept that the reliability of crypto is high when used correctly by a partner like Future Forex, and therefore can be used to send money more quickly, more cheaply, and more efficiently than the current system. So effectively, we're, we're, we're already experts in the SWIFT payment side from our arbitrage sending money out the country as well as our existing business using SWIFT. And we're experts in the crypto side, again, from our crypto arbitrage. So when crypto is alive and well and regulated in South Africa sufficiently, we'll be first to ensure that clients are able to use it to send money abroad, but also will have access to the SWIFT system to make sure that if there are certain regions or certain transaction sizes or any other condition which disallow crypto or make crypto inefficient, we will be able to use that instead. Harry, I'm just curious from your perspective, you know, this, and you're very much a startup as we all are really on this call. And this is such a good example of a startup having to pivot and just sort of amend the business model and figure it out. You know, what sort of conversations would you welcome at the moment? I would imagine things like wealth managers who might be listening to this have clients looking to move money around. Is there a client who is too small? Is there a minimum amount that would, you know, get you guys out of bed and able to assist the clients? Or are you happy to have pretty much any conversation right now? Yeah, Ghost. So we're happy to have conversations with any business doing 5 million rand plus in imports or exports or international payments per year. Below that, we can assist you, but it doesn't make that much sense because where we provide our cost saving is on the spread. And if you're not doing 5 million plus, the spread that the bank's charging you of, let's say, 2 or 3% and the spread we charge you isn't going to be material. Whereas if a business is doing 50 million rand a year, suddenly that's some material figures and it makes a lot of sense to use a partner like Future Forex. In terms of individuals, you're 100% right, Ghost. We're looking for any individual, any wealth manager, any financial advisor, anyone that feels that we could assist them in providing better service and better pricing, we will absolutely welcome that conversation. And we've been growing very aggressively. So it's very exciting. And we welcome any conversations of any form, really. Do you have a, do you have a preferred size limitation when it comes to the individual side of the business? You've indicated on the business side, you know, what kind of turnover would be ideal in terms of speaking to you guys. But in terms of individuals, what does that look like for you? I think you had mentioned 100,000 Rand as kind of your transaction limit size earlier on. Uh, is that kind of where people are, are encouraged to get in touch with you guys? Yeah, that's right, Mo. Similar to what I mentioned on the business side, if you're doing less than 100,000 Rand per transaction, using us doesn't give you that much of a benefit because the spread improvement or the reduction in spread fees isn't going to be material. So we welcome anyone doing 100,000 Rand plus. That's where we feel we can add huge value to the pricing, huge value to the service, 
and assist you sufficiently. Harry, I have one more question looking to the future. You know, you've been through crypto arbitrage, you're now getting into the Forex game. Do you kind of have a three-year roadmap or is it a little bit of figuring it out as you go and reacting to the market dynamics? What's coming next? I don't know if you'd be willing to publicly talk about it or disclose it, but any, any kind of hints, you know, what can people expect to hear the next time you come on to Magic Markets and update us on the business, which I'm sure will happen again at some point in future? Yeah, Ghost, the first thing I'll say is that I have no problem sharing everything. I believe that no one will be able to execute what we want to do as well as us. So I have no problem letting you and your listeners know exactly where we're heading and what we're planning on doing. So unfortunately, it's largely out of our hands how quickly we want to move into crypto payments. And the reason for that is that it's based on regulation. There have been hints that as early as June this year, so next month, Crypto will be regulated more heavily in such a way that it'll be treated as a financial asset. And the second something like that happens, it's likely that banks will allow it as a form of rails of payment. So when that happens, we will absolutely integrate crypto into our process for payments. But until that point, we're looking to grow in the traditional Forex space, utilizing technology, utilizing innovation to effectively outprice and outservice the existing providers. It's like Survivor Forex, outprice, outwit, I don't know, outlast. I mean, that's basically what life is like in business as well in South Africa, isn't it? I don't know if outservice is even a word, so, uh, but I went for that one anyway. <laughs> we'll go with it. You can put out in front of anything. If Outsurance did it, we can do it here. So Harry, lots and lots of news your side and a lot of resilience coming through. So I've always respected you as a, as a young entrepreneur and well done. I think we always knew that day would come where the arbitrage would cause you some headaches. And uh, that day came and I think you, you and your partner, Josh, and the whole team seem to have done really well and landed on your feet. So well done to you and looking forward to seeing what the future holds for Future Forex. Where can people find you other than in Madeira? So finding you is a little bit tricky at the moment, but where do people find Future Forex? How do they get hold of you guys to use your services? Yeah, Ghost, I'll start off by saying that the respect is very much mutual. I respect the two of you immensely. So great to chat to you guys and be on your show. You can come to futureforex.co.za. There's a place where you can get in touch with us there and we'll be happy to answer any questions and have one of our sales representatives chat you through, number one, what you might currently be being charged, number two, what we would likely charge you, and number three, what that would result to in savings and how we can improve your service. So I welcome anyone to our website, futureforex.co.za to come have a look. Terry, I'm on your website now. There is a lot of people working for you. That's like a whole classroom. This business has gotten big, huh? <laughs> how many staff have you got now? Yeah, I, I believe it's close to 50 now, which is quite, quite exciting. Jeez. 50 jobs created out of thin air. Well done. Harry, thank you. It's been a huge pleasure having you back on the show. It really has been. Good luck to you and Josh and the entire team at Future Forex. And we look forward to seeing what's next for you guys. And obviously to those who've listened to this podcast, you know, if you have Forex related needs and you meet those sort of minimum sizes, chat to the guys. I'm sure you'll get a personalized service that you'll really struggle to get elsewhere and hopefully save some bucks along the way as well. Harry, thank you so much. And Mo, we will be back next week with more Magic Markets goodness. Thanks everyone. Thanks Harry. And uh, to our listeners, we hope you've enjoyed this. Until next week, same time, same place. Thanks. Cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not financial or investment advice. Please speak to your personal financial advisor. Future Forex SA Pty Limited is an authorized financial services provider FSP number 51884 and is licensed for the remittance of international payments only. Future Forex is a regulated primary accountable institution with the Financial Intelligence Center. 
For the circumstances of unregulated cryptocurrencies, Future Forex provides a Forex intermediary service with zero financial advice within the framework of the FSCA, Saab, and the Currency and Exchanges Act.